All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Blame the computer. Blame the computer. It's always the technology's fault. Huh? Pat, you're absolutely correct when it See? comes to unions. Unions are the, the steam engine of corruption. Uh, these are not the unions of yesteryear, Todd. These are not the unions of, you know, the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s. Yes, that's right. The gangsters are gone, right? They're, they're political gangsters now. Unions designed exactly to do what you've been talking about, okay? They're, they're, these, these are a relic. They're a dinosaur that needs to go away. They are, they've always been the same idea unions have. And the idea is to build a special interest group, a government-sanctioned special interest group that has power that it's not supposed to have, power that belongs to the people, rightfully, because all power is supposed to belong to us. So we're trying to figure out a way. How do you hack this system so the people aren't in control? And the idea is create these special interest groups that are government-sanctioned that will have the power over the thing that is constitutionally not under the control of the politicians. So all the politicians have to do is make a partnership with the unions, which, of course, is how they get formed. And then the politicians get to control something they have no right to be controlling in the way that they do 860-522-9842 it's a monumental scam it's the Todd Feinberg show live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080 WTIC, Jim Watkins is here. Haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks. You remember Jim. Regular on the program from time to time. Sometimes he wimps out like last week, claimed he was sick. Hello, Jim. Can you put Jim on the air, please? He's on the air. He's disappeared. He's cleaning the pool. Come on, Jim. Come on, man. Jim uh, lives in a warm weather. He li- lives in a warm weather state. So I picture him always out there with the, uh... oh, he was muted. What do you mean, by us or on his phone? No, he. Oh, he muted himself and then forgot. I muted myself. 
You're not the first guy ever to do that, I think, Jim. (laughs) My deepest apologies. I know all about rhythm, and I uh, apologize. I owe you one on that one. But, uh, yep, that's technology for you. How are you doing, Todd? Well, I'm excited now that you're back and you're here. I did miss you, and I did feel under the weather. I I was suffering from something. That may have been the, the horrible shooting at Evaldi. And I was actually very emotionally affected by that, believe it or not. Oh, no, the the cuts of the parents. I mean, it was just so appalling to think about. Even just thinking about it, you could make yourself get that, you know, feeling in your chest like you just got whacked. But but uh, to, to see those families and to hear about the cops standing there in the hall doing nothing, and oh, it's, it's so appalling. Yeah, I know. It, I... I I'm have mixed feelings about the way that they are doing the showcasing of the children. The first day, the second day was fine, but now it seems like every day they put up the pictures and they tell us the sadness of the loss and and I don't know what to do with that emotion. Uh I I I my you know, the part of me that's a cynic thinks that I'm being manipulated for a purpose and I think Well, of course you are. Yeah, because now of course they're all talking about and the thing that bothers me most, Todd, is I was thinking about this. You know, you don't hear about a lot of shootings in inner cities. Uh, and I grew up in an inner city, I think you may have too, where you no. have gangs everywhere. And yet you would think that would be the perfect place for there to be lots of shootings on high school campuses. But such is not the case. And the reason for that is because if you shoot somebody in inner city, chances are they have a gun too. And so nobody... Nobody wants to be there when the, when the guy starts firing back. Yeah. <laughs> so these smaller towns tend to be more vulnerable to this type of mass shooting situation because there's less deterrence. Even the guy in Buffalo uh, recently, uh, he had done his research and found out that they had very strict gun laws in Buffalo in that particular area. So that made him feel less likely to get retaliated against. So, so what is your, um, if, if you were to wave a magic wand then to change some law, what would it pertain to? What, what do you think needs fixing? Well, I don't want to turn every school into a surveillance prison. That's what mm-hmm. I don't want to do. And I don't want the idea of kids getting used to being surveilled all the time. And also consider the fact that this also limits access. I remember when I went to pick up my kids from school, you needed authorization to get in. You had to go through the front door and all that. What would I do? I really think, and I believe this with all my heart, uh, that mental illness is is being treated in the same way that the Veterans Administration has been treated for so long. It's not a huge profit margin. It's not popular. It's not pretty. There aren't a lot of photo ops for pol- politicians. But much of what we're seeing now with kids and their angst is is got to be the lack of proper families and counseling and support systems. So I think our government does a... I don't like big government intervention, but if they want to be helpful, then help fund mental health facilities, make more of them, make hire, hire and pay people better and draw people to that field because that's where we're dropping the ball. That's how I think people are falling through the cracks. Do you agree? Um, in part, I do. Mostly, first, I would... if I ask myself that question, if I could wave a magic wand and change a system in our country, it would be to get rid of public schools. In one flash, I would switch over to a market-based system that we know is the only system 
that works in terms of delivering excellence and innovation and spontaneous adjustments. You know, if you think about our country and how bread used to be when we were kids, Jim, bread was was the white stuff that came out of a machine, the the Wonder Bread type stuff. And now, oh, yeah. and now you, you can go get better bread from the local bakery than you, you would get in Europe. We, mm-hmm. we didn't have any Asian food except for Chinese restaurants when we were kids. And now there's Japanese and Thai and, and Sikkimese, everything you can imagine and beyond. And that's because markets catch an opportunity and instantly deliver on that opportunity. We need that in education. So that's what I would do. And then you wouldn't have miserable kids sitting there unnoticed in their schools as they waste year after year in a system that pushes them along blindly just so that the system won't have to admit its failures. I agree with you in principle because I think up until George Bush and the No Child Left Behind, I think what we did was we created uh, a problem within ourselves where we were more concerned about people who were you know, behind than we were about the the excellent, the ones, the students, the superstars, and I think we tended to lose focus on making sure that the people, the kids that were really brilliant, also got really good treatment. But we were more worried about the kids left behind, and I and I think that's where education started to drop the ball. But I agree with you. I think there's also technology. First of all, we need to teach all teachers how to operate Zoom, because none of them do, uh, and you get poor kids. If they do remote learning, they're not learning in a, in a very favorable environment. The teacher doesn't know how to turn on and off the mic. The kids are picking their nose while they're in class or they're doing something else, doing spinny wheels. Yeah, but it, that's, it, a, uh, that's a COVID exception. But, the, <laughs> but, but I think COVID points to the issue with schools and why they're so destructive, because you could have a special interest group just decide the schools couldn't open in most cases and and that's what you just don't want centralized control of anything we would never allow any other aspect of our lives to be taken over because somebody was a politician was campaigning for let's make hardware stores just like the public schools we'll make we'll we'll have them all funded by taxes and the government will own and operate all of them and they'll be controlled by a special interest group known as hardware unions. Like, who would sign up for that? Yeah. Well, you know, you and I both agree that the decentralization or the decentralization of any power structure uh, is inversely proportional to its success, meaning that the more centralized things are, the less effective they tend to be. And it's certainly true in our educational system, uh, for sure. It's, it's, I think that system is broken. It's been broken for a decade. Now they're just pumping out little activists left and right that go on to have great careers as diversity chiefs at major corporations who walk the hallways trying to figure out who's who's a, who's a bigot. <laughs> you know? Yes, so, so that, that's a good point too. That the propaganda, the the uh, yeah, the, the the way that the Democratic Party has been the propagandist, the education propaganda party that pushes the um, things like critical race theory into the schools yeah. and, right. or transgenderism as a priority into the schools. That can only oh, exist hard. when you have a big centralized <laughs> system. And there's the proof yeah. right there that everybody should be against it. Absolutely. But then you have people who, who kind of like that system, especially 
and inner city schools. I know in New York, what you alluded to earlier about having private schools, they have that, and I have uh, relatives who have kids, and that would that's its own nightmare because then you have only the elite, the only the wealthy, and and and, and that sort of works against this whole equity thing that the left is trying to accomplish. Well, uh, but, but what what we want to do is create that same system for everybody. We want private well, schools for all. Yeah, I mean, if they really, I mean, they've already burnt so money, so much money uh, with education. I mean, I don't know what it is per child now, 12,000 per student. Yeah, more like yeah. 15, 17. Yeah, and, and it's wasted money. Uh, I, they don't need all those administrators. They don't need, I have no idea what half the people at school do that aren't teachers, really. I, I don't know what they do. Yeah, but I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is they've made each teacher in each building so expensive to operate, not just administration, but with the benefits and all that, because it's this big uh, politically important organization. The politicians sell their souls out to get those votes, and we have perverse policy. We're talking to Jim Watkins. Jim, what's um, what's what's the thing you want to promote these days? Uh, this is going to be a good one. First of all, I did want to talk about monkeypox, but we'll save it for another time. It's actually it's a little bit of comedy with a whole lot of uh oh, this could get 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 real bad real quick. But I have a brand new me and my team, my production team. We we want to monitor all of the the world events that are leading to a dystopian future. So we've come up with a new podcast mm-hmm. called DystopiaPodcast.com and Every week we update with all kinds of stories showing you how how totalitarianism is starting to take over, not only here in our country, but around the world. It's kind of a unique idea. The premise is that we all live in a place called dystopia right now, mm-hmm. and we have to try to get out of it. So, you know, that's what I'm working on, dystopia podcast. You and, are uh, such a that. relentless podcast entrepreneur. <laughs> I sure am, man. <laughs> I love so- it. So have you started this one yet? Do you have any up? It's up and running, baby. Uh, In fact, I'm just uh, putting the finishing touches on today's episode, which looks at pride. You know, today today begins 30 days of celebrating pride all over the world with our LGBT community. But I'm going to connect some dots and show people how pride is actually leading to tyranny in our society. And it's a very well executed substack as they say but it's up on the podcast now so i hope people will check it out yeah there is no month that i celebrate except warm weather months but no i'm thinking of wearing a t-shirt that says i am very happy to be a white heterosexual male <laughs> well i don't even want to i just have i don't want to honor anybody with a month no, i, I, I want to I, I want i think everybody deserves equal honor year-round i don't want to single people out it's uh it's like the you know how how George Washington or whomever at the beginning said no kings, no royal titles. It's just not us. It's not the right thing. And and that I view that whole month thing as being part of the Democrats' desire to pander to voting blocks and rig elections. Of course. Oh, it's so transparent. It, it, there's there, they have no shame. I mean, we all know what this is. This is you know I, I love the fact that uh, you know Biden is out there, hurrah! I know they're going to turn the White House into a rainbow for a month. It's you know, it's where we are today. Like I said, we're in dystopia. Welcome to it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Joe, B- I'm glad you brought up Joe Biden because I was reading a, a column about him today and, and about how upset he is with his staff that, yeah. that that whenever he makes a declarative statement on public policy, they run out and 
and undermine him. And I'm thinking, what kind of president of the United States doesn't fire some people if he has if he has to if they're chronically undermining him when he makes good statements? Yeah, and I heard he has a bad reputation for really throwing the F word around. I mean, you know, you don't want to get somebody like that upset at you, you know. Well, I want the tapes. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, have you, you know, have you seen the new Hunter Biden tapes? Whew. <laughs> Brand new bad. ones. What are they? What are they about? Uh, you know, just the usual things that uh, Hunter does on the weekend. <laughs> Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for the movie. I cannot wait for the movie on Hunter Biden. That that is going to be a good one. Who do you think they'll have play him? Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. I'll have to consider that. I don't know. Leonardo Mark... DiCaprio, I think, would be a good uh, Hunter Biden. They they actually look very similar. Leo could do it, yeah. I think he could pull that off. And he likes not to shave and stuff. He'll be good. They could just take Wolfman on Wall Street and just rename it the Hunter Biden story. Yeah, you could do that. All right, Jim Watkins, so uh, tell us the website for your podcast again. Uh, dystopiapodcast.com. Very simple. Uh, again, we update two or three episodes a week, and it's good if you want to follow the world of, of tyranny and totalitarianism, but it's, it's also done in a very interesting way, and I appreciate you. Love chatting with you today. Thank you, Next Jim Watkins, dystopiapodcast.com, and uh, Jim joins us every week, so keep your eye out for him. That's when he's feeling up to it, of course, and last week he wasn't, so I will uh, give him a hard time for a little while about that, and then everything will return to normal. All right, we've got an open half hour uh, coming up, and I want to just open it up to anything you want to talk about. We can do that. 860-522-9842. And I've got a topic or two I'm going to throw your way to make it easy. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, it's WTIC, and we are we are all charged up for uh, for having some fun, which we can do this half hour. You can. Um, Knock Watkins off the line. I don't know why his his call didn't go away. Anthony, please and thank you. Appreciate it. Um, I have I have so many things I was excited about talking about today, and and that we just didn't get to for no good reason. Except there were other things that were popping up, and and there's the um, there's Uvalde still that we're talking about. And I'm just looking at my list. Did you, um, Anthony, the the Steve Ducey, Peter Ducey, the Peter Ducey cut that you sent me, do you have that? I forgot to pull that. If you have that arable, I'd like to hear it if you are if you think it's, uh, if you still think it's worth playing. Because I like, I like getting a little of that Fox stuff on the air, and we don't do it too often. 
Is he a guitarist? Peter <laughs> That's my fault. Okay, yeah, I have it right here. If you right, want to let's hear it. Issue. And you just mentioned Putin a few times yeah. as a reason for recent inflation. Do you guys think that any part of inflation this year is because of President Biden's spending plans? Or is Ooh. it all Putin's fault? Well, what I can say is we are, and Brian just spoke to this, we are at, at a historic place when it comes to the economy, when it comes to uh, unemployment being at the lowest that we have seen in some time, when it comes to the president creating more jobs in his first term, his first year, than any other president, eight wow. point, more than 8.5 million jobs. She is not ready, Now huh? we're going to a place where it's be, we're going into friend. transition, where we're going to see an economy that's more stable, that's more steady. So that's because of the American Rescue Plan that we, that the president assigned into law, that no Republicans signed or voted for, I should say. And all of that work that he's done the first year has led us to a place where uh, there are more jobs out there, more jobs are being created, that we are in a place where we're seeing economic growth. Now, and also, as I've stated, this is an unprecedented time with COVID. This is an unprecedented time with the war. And so that, that, that Putin has created and started on Ukraine. And so we have seen, that it has shown us uh, since uh, since these past couple of months, since the war, we have seen an uptick on gas prices. <laughs> Ducey should take that as a yes. It's partially oh, Biden's fault. So that's the new press secretary for Biden, who I paid no attention to. And Anthony said today, you've got to check her out because she's, uh, she's happening. Big time. She's so unprepared for the job. You've got to have a lot of experience lying to be a press secretary for the president of the United States. And it doesn't, I'm not saying about Biden, but Jen anybody. was better at it than her. Yeah, sure. well, she's. Does this woman have any experience? I don't think so. She just sounds so yeah flat-footed. They could have. They really could have gotten someone with some more media experience. But. And she sounds self-conscious about being a liar. You just can't have any any uh, nerve. You know, all your nerves have to be dulled to uh, feeling self-conscious about being the deceiver in chief. That's what the press. She is right, is though. We're in a historic place. That's she mentioned sure. that, I think. I, she I believe, did, yeah, I she did. she did. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, that was a, that was a really good Peter Juicy cut. It was a little long, Anthony, so don't go too long on this next one. But Anthony has another one he wants to play us, so... You can hit that sucker whenever you remember to slide up the slider and press the button on the board. And Another big topic. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? <laughs> no easy questions today, huh? Uh, the Treasury Secretary says that she was wrong, so why doesn't anybody okay. here at the White House? Okay, so look, what uh, what the Secretary was pointing out, uh, out uh, this is talking about yesterday when she was doing her, her hit, uh, with uh, her TV hit with CNN, is that there have been shocks to the economy that have exacerbated inflationary pressures, which couldn't have been foreseen 18 months ago, why including, in, well, let me... I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. I'm, I'm, hold on. I, I was just getting to the why not, uh, including Russia's decision to inc invade Ukraine, multiple successive variants of COVID and lockdowns in China. 
As, as she also noted during that interview, there has been historic growth and record job creation, and our goal is now to transition to steady and stable growth as inflation is brought down, as uh, Brian D. said yesterday to all of you when he was standing behind this podium. So the present economic plan, as we see it, is working. Just today, we learned that the manufacturing was up in May, building on the 545,000 manufacturing jobs have been created since he took office, further proof that companies are investing in America. We are on a path to stable growth, and we are addressing right, supply right, chain take problems. Anymore. It's, such, it's such pablum. I such love Ducey, though. He really doesn't stop pushing. Yes, but <laughs> it's a little unfair because she's just, it's like um, you well, know, he like knows getting that. in a boxing match against a five-year-old. It's just not, there's no gratification in the blows. The, yeah. the um, you know, being a press secretary is a gravitas position. You, you need some heft. You've got to have the confidence to be able to sit there and just push back and do what you have to do to get people to be quiet. Mike in Plainville. Hi, Mike. Hi. They've got all the billions of dollars in COVID relief money just sitting there. And I, I said to Anthony, I said, won't they hire securities for schools and, and uh, learning institutions like they they hired. They had a drug czar. Hire securities are to take the money, go state to state, county to county, city to city, oversee the distribution of these funds, and get some good three-layered security around these schools. Every school in the country, it could be done within a few years. These people, this administration, is so brain dead and ignorant. They don't. They. They don't. I don't know what these people are thinking about. There's Mike, something wrong with them. It took them months to figure out that they could send a plane overseas to pick up some baby formula. So how would they ever be in a position to figure out how to create some school safety? I'll tell you what, if I ever run into these guys, Chris Murphy or oh God help me, I, I don't run into Blumenthal. They're going to know exactly what I think. Well, thank you for that, Mike. Uh, tell them I second whatever it is you say. I'm right there with you. 860-522-WTIC, rant line number 860-751-4698. I saw this other story that was just delightful about Bradley Cooper playing Leonard Bernstein, and they're giving him a hard time because he uh, because he's wearing a prosthetic nose so he looks Jewish, because Leonard Bernstein had a big nose. You heard about that? He's one, an Anthony? actor. Uh, so, they're upset because so he's played, He has played other historical figures, and he has not used a doctored nose. This so is Hollywood. It's, it's inherently racist. Oh my gosh! Can you believe what fools these people are? But it works. This kind of stuff works today. I hope Bradley Cooper doesn't cave in. I, hope I don't he comes think back he will. With a, I think he he needs to do a bigger nose. <laughs> just ignore it honestly at this or point just ignore it he should recast the movie and put lady gaga in to play Leonard. Oh, i love lady gaga she's great but she's already got a big nose she was in that last movie with him and they're mad at him because he's not jewish what business does he have playing a jewish conductor if he's not jewish isn't that offensive yeah of course it is Wayne in Bristol, hi, you're on WTIC. Hey, Todd, I, I was curious, so says, I know you have a lot of good listeners out there, but I, I would like to hear somebody from the Democratic Party 
call in and, and just how they can defend Biden's policies. I, I would love to hear one of these Democrats how they could defend that. <laughs> like what? Which? What do you think is the most egregious of his policies? Oh, you know, the border, Afghanistan. I could just go on and on and on. You know, he, he's been a total disaster. He's destroying this country. And I'd like to hear one of your Democratic, you know, people that listen to you defend his policies. I would right. love to hear that. Let's do an invitation right now. All Democrats listening, there are thousands of you, I know, but please call 860-522-9842. No argument here. We just want to hear you defend Biden's policy so Wayne will be satisfied. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. We'll give it a shot. I'm not optimistic, but you never know because some there are some Democrats who call. 860-522-9842. And there are tons of Democrats listening. It's an interesting thing about talk radio that, that uh, you know, somewhere around 40% of the audience is not necessarily on board with conservatism, but they like hearing political conversation. And maybe they get tired of it all being left-wing on the other options that there are for spoken word programming of any kind. Anyway, I would love to hear from somebody right now if you can, uh, like like this, tell us, tell us why, um, well, listen to this Chris Murphy cut and react. We've seen an explosion in the number of kids in mental health crisis during the pandemic. You go to any emergency room in this state and they will tell you that they have never seen the numbers of children showing up in crisis than they have in the last two years. That was Chris Murphy two years ago. But now he says, now he says, talking about mental health is bull dung. How about that? How about that? Let's talk to Scott in Southington. Hi, Scott. Scott! Don't do that. Oh. Was he a liberal? Is he going to make a liberal argument? Hate when that happens. Hopefully he calls back. Our our phone line does sometimes cut people off. Just, um, I don't know, inexplicably, I assume. I don't think it's any electrical vibe or anything that you're giving off. But it could be. All right, the other Chris Murphy... If you didn't hear this one, this is uh, wonderful. How would your federal background check have stopped either of these two shooters? In Buffalo and in Texas, neither of them had criminal records. Neither of them had known mental health issues. New York already had a red flag law. That didn't stop the shooter there in Buffalo. How would these proposals have stopped these cases? So listen, I just don't get into the trap of having to write a law for the last mass shooting that captured the nation's attention. He doesn't write a law in response to shootings. He only proposes them, and they have nothing to do with the mass shooting. Very interesting. Neil's in Haddam. Hi, Neil. Good afternoon. One thing I would add on to what you're asking Democrats to call that support Biden, one example I'd like to hear from them is what policy did Biden get rid of that was Trump's? and how Biden's policy is better for the American people versus what Trump had that he got rid of. That's a really good question, but it's a complicated one. Requires a, but but you're, you're you're right on the border. I mean, when when he changes the <laughs> when he changes the policy, oil, 
it's been tragic. Afghanistan. Well, wow, what? That's really smart, Neil. Pick any policy, anything that has to do with fossil fuels, taxes, the safety for the American people, like you mentioned, the border. Mm-hmm. Just a, a Democrat to call in and say what policy Biden got rid of of Trump's and why Biden is better for the American people. There isn't one. Yeah. Wow, that's really well done. Okay, anything else, Neil? No, that's it. You know, we, we got to just worry about things we can control and not control, you know? Look out for each other. Well, thank you. You can. That was so good, you can take the rest of the night off, okay? <laughs> thank you, sir. All right, talk to you soon. Let's try Jim next. Hello, Jim. How you doing? Thank you for the call. You're doing good. So he got rid of the policy of inconsistency. He got rid of the policy of tweeting out crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. He got rid of the policy of telling you to put um, disinfectants in your blood to cure COVID. He mm-hmm. got rid of the policy of having an affair on your wife and mm-hmm. spending $160,000 and trying to hide it. He got rid of the policy of America only, which is one of the reasons why we're in the position we're in now. You have to work with other people, the rest of the world. I mean, this is like a break. I don't care if he does anything but not act like Donald Trump. Well, obviously, yes. Yeah. Because because none of those things are policies. Those are all um, first of all, the those oil are policy, all political still, attitudes. Yeah. For for you to say that we're not independent, energy independent, or for callers on the other side to say that we're not, it, it's sort of a it's a misleader. We we produce more energy than we use if you take into account coal and propane and gas. The the, the extra two or three hundred thousand barrels that would have been coming from Canada, which wasn't coming in anyways, is no big difference. And for Republicans to call in how they want less government, how they want people to do their own thing, and then turn around and tell a woman that she doesn't have the right to, what, to do what she wants with her body is disgusting. To be able to go to Texas, to be able to be raped by your father, and to be forced to have the child is disgusting. And that's where you lose moderates. That's where you lose Democrats who would vote for a Ronald Reagan. But the guy that you have on from 9 to 11, who's an election denier, gross. It's just gross. All right, Jim, anything else? That's it. Have a good right. one. Thank you for calling in. It's great to uh, have your input into the conversation. And I promise I wouldn't argue, so. <laughs> that is, it's crazy to me, and I mean, I'm not a Republican by any means, but that all of that is just emotional. And I mean, well, no, I, he... I get it. I was like that before I really got into this type of format, so I kind of get it. But... Well, he, he does feel emotional about the policy, so... It's hard for him not to fall into it. The abortion argument, he's making a clear policy point. The oil thing, obviously, if you have a president who signals to the world quite deliberately that he doesn't want the oil to be flowing, he restricts access to licenses, he makes moves to cut back on the uh, ability to produce and or deliver oil. I mean, all that stuff without even changing a policy, just talking like that. We saw that with the border. Before Biden even was sworn in, the droves were coming because they knew that he would celebrate illegal immigration. Well, you can't even talk about policy. That's the thing. That's what they bring up. They bring up these things that aren't really his policies. And I'm not, you know, I never even voted for Trump. I, I didn't like Trump. I'm not saying he was perfect, but I think a lot of these things, they can't even give him one small benefit of the doubt for anything, which is 
Well, That's the where point I get is, frustrated. if you want to be upset about Trump, are you capable of being upset about his policies rather than... So the abortion policy that is, I believe that Trump is conservative on abortion. I don't really know. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 